today's Kids Corner, Grandpa brings Liz and the gang to an exciting track meet to watch a good friend, MJ Longrunner, compete. Unfortunately, an accident What's happens. What's going on? Hey, something oh, happened. Oh, hey, look, somebody what went do you down. Think? Oh, Man, no. lots of people went down. Oh, Wait, MJ, oh, is she down too? Stay tuned. It's time for Kids Corner. Hi, Liz. 30 minutes of adventure. Well, it's only the coolest and most popular club in school. With Liz, Lucille, Skink, Spike, Scooter, Grandpa Noli, and all their friends. It isn't Liz and Lucille. So get set for lifetime adventures. Oh, I can't believe this. On Kids Corner. That is one strange lizard. Hello, and welcome to one of the noisiest places in Turin, the Turin High School Tracks. It's so noisy because there's a statewide track meet going on, and Grandpa Anoli has brought Liz, Lucille, and the whole gang here today to watch a very special racer. And I have a feeling learn a few lessons in the process. Hey, thanks for bringing us, Grandpa. Oh, you're welcome, Maury. I've never been to a track meet race before. <laughs> Nor have I. Perhaps I can study them from a physiological standpoint vis-a-vis their usage of kinetic energies. <laughs> Perhaps, but more importantly, we're here to support a friend of mine. Oh, really? really? Mm-hmm. M.J. Longrunner. I've been following her career since she was younger than you all. Hmm. She holds the reptilian world record in the 10K. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. What are they waiting for? Come on, let's get this show on the road. Well, well they have to do a few other races first, Liz. Oh. Uh, the sprints and such. Oh, mm-hmm. man, M.J.'s going to win claws down. Yeah. Now, how do you know that, Spike? Well, look at her. She's a lean, mean running machine. She's going to zip out front and stay there the whole time. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, remember the story of Tommy and Harry? Oh, yeah. Um, um who? Uh, Tommy and Harry. Yeah. I never told you the story of Tommy and Harry? I don't think so. Oh, well. <clears throat> no time like the present. <laughs> okay. Well, you see, Harry was always making fun of Tommy because oh. Tommy couldn't run very fast. Oh, that's not and, nice. Well, Harry could run like the wind. Slowpoke. Oh, hey, Harry. Man, could you be any slower? What's your middle name? Molasses in January? Snails leave you in their dust. If I looked up the word slow in the dictionary, there'd be a picture of you. See you later, Glacier Pace. Really? Tommy tried not to be annoyed by Harry, but it wasn't always easy. Sometimes he makes me so... Tick-tock, Tommy! Time's a-wasting! What do you got, rocks in your mouth? I've known sloths who could walk faster than this. Move it, move it, move it! Angry, I could. Are you still on the same sentence? What about the phrase, speed it up, do you not understand? Come on, slowpoke, get a move on! Split! So one day, Tommy had had enough. I've... Had enough. In front of a huge crowd, he walked up to Harry and said, I challenge you to a foot race. Needless to say, the crowd was stunned. Huh? And then they laughed. (laughs) And no one laughed louder than Harry. (laughs) You're kidding me, right? You're such a kidder. Nope. But I'll run circles around you. I'll run circles around my circles around you. I'll run squares around my circles around my circles around you. Then you accept my challenge? Come on, kid. You've been out in the sun too long. Which is only natural considering how slow you move. You're embarrassing yourself. What's the matter? Afraid? Ooh. 
serious about this. Oh, completely. <gasps> okay, you want a race? You got a race. Yeah. So the date was picked, the course was set, and the race was on. Everyone crowded up along the starting line to see the racers take off. They yelled, On your marks, get get set, set, go! And almost before you could say scat, Harry was out of sight. So long, sucker! While Tommy plodded along at his usual pace. (laughs) I'm making pretty good time. Only five minutes and I'm almost past the starting line. His very slow pace. Just short of the finish line, Harry decided to stop and wait for Tommy to come along. After all, what's the good of winning if I can't rub it in? Teasing Tommy is half the fun. So Harry waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. Where is this bozo? I knew he was slow, but this is ridiculous. And still he waited. He waited so long he began to get sleepy. Uh, ugh, gotta stay awake. Ooh, look at the clouds. Oh, this grass is so soft and cool, and the nice little breeze up in the trees. Hey, that rhymes. I'm a poet, and I don't even know it. <laughs> well, uh, maybe 40 short wings. Uh, won't hurt anything. And I'll finish the race. And with that, he went to sleep. Meanwhile, Tommy plodded on, and Harry slept for so long that Tommy actually caught and passed him. (laughs) So long, sleepy. And just as Tommy was approaching the finish line, Harry awoke with a start to the cheers of the crowd. And that's when he saw Tommy crossing the finish line. Ah, no! But it was too late. Tommy had won. Much ashamed, Harry slunk off in disgrace while the crowd lifted Tommy to its shoulders. Tommy! 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 Thanks, everyone. Just goes to show you... Slow and steady wins the yeah! Yeah! race. Wait a second, Grandpa. That's not the story of Tommy and Harry. No. No, that's the story of the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> right, uh, Tommy tortoise and Harry hare. Uh, what? I, I never said it was an original. Yeah. Besides, the point Tommy made is the reason I told it. You mean slow and steady wins the race? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, that's what I hope our friend down on the track remembers. Well, I think we're about to find out, Grandpa. The racers are at the starting line. Oh, good. On your mark. Get set. track field. The 10K race is underway and as you can hear, the crowd is very excited about it. In fact, Liz, Lucille, and the gang are already on the edge of their seats. I never thought watching people run could be so exciting. I know. Come on, MJ. Go! 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 go. Oh man, I wish she'd move up. She's still so close to the back of the pack. I know. 
Didn't you hear Grandpa's story, Spike? Yeah, of course I heard it, but I still want MJ to move up. Yeah. Patience, Spike. Perseverance is just as important as speed. Perseverance? Perseverance. Study and continued action or belief, usually over a long period, and especially despite difficulties or setbacks. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Just hanging in there, Spike. Right. <laughs> sticking with the task to the very end, no matter how tough things may get. Like the lizard of the lake. Oh, yeah. Now that story I know. Oh, I don't. Oh, tell it, Liz. Okay. Well, you all know that Tureen is near the water. Actually, right? a great deal of the land lies below sea level. Right. So when... Which is why our forefathers built the great dikes that lined parts of the shore to keep the sea from rushing in and flooding the town. Yeah, now see, there For wa- centuries, the lizards of Tureen have worked to keep the walls strong and repair any cracks so that our city will be safe and dry. Well, sure. And that's why they... Even the littlest of lizards know that the dikes must be watched every moment and that a hole no larger than your tail can be a very dangerous thing. Right. In fact, legend has it that there once was a young lizard named Petey. Petey <coughs> was... Uh, Cammy? Yes? I believe this is Liz's story. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Forgive me, Liz. Please, proceed. Well, thank you, Cammy. Well, like she said, a long time ago, there lived this little lizard named Petey. Hi. Petey's father was one of the men who tended the gates in the dike. Called Sluices. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, one afternoon, Petey was playing outside when his mom called him from their back door. Petey! You called, Mother? Yes, dear. I want you to go across the dike and take these cakes to old Mr. Youngman. Yes, Mother. Uh, Go quickly. Yes, Mother. Don't stop to play. Yes, Mother. Be home before dark. Yes, Mother. Oh, what a lovely boy. Petey was more than happy to make the trip. He visited with old Mr. Youngman a little while and told him all about his walk and the sun and the flowers and the ships at sea. Then he remembered that his mother wanted him back before dark. So he bid his friend goodbye and set out for home. Go quickly. Yes, sir. Don't stop to play. Yes, sir. Be home before dark. Yes, sir. (laughs) Nice kid. As Petey walked beside the canal, he noticed that the rains had swollen the waters so that they beat against the side of the dike. Boy, I'm sure glad my dad's sluices are strong. If they break down, we're all going to be underwater. And I hear that's not so pleasant, what with the lack of air and all. Suddenly, he noticed that the sun was setting and that it was growing dark. Oops, better step it up. Mom will be watching for me. He started to run toward home when he heard a noise. Huh? That sounds like a trickle. He looked down the side of the dike and saw a sight that nearly made his heart stop. (gasps) A trickle of water. I was right. There's a small hole down there. And water's flowing through it like... like something that flows through a small hole. Petey knew what was at stake. (gasps) If water keeps running through that little hole, it'll soon become a big hole. And then a waterfall. And then a breach. And then a flood. I hate floods. They're so... What? He knew what he had to do. I've got to stop this. Like a shot, he climbed down the side of the dike and thrust his tail into the tiny hole. Ow! Oh, boy. It hurt like the dickens, but the water stopped flowing. Oh, I'll keep the water back. Or rather, my tail will. Never fear, Tareen. You shall not drown while Petey and his tail are here. Well, that was all well and good at first. But then it grew dark and cold. Ooh, really cold. Before long, Petey started shouting. Hey! Hello! Somebody? Anybody? But no one heard him, and no one came to help him. Rats! Oh, 
I hope there aren't rats. It grew still colder, and Petey's tail ached and began to grow stiff and numb. He shouted again. Hey, come on. Isn't anybody out there? Mom? Mom! But his mother had looked for her little boy along the dike road many times since sunset, and now she had closed and locked their cottage door. Oh, he probably spent so much time talking with old Mr. Youngman. It got dark, and now he has to spend the night there. Oh, such a scolding I'm going to give him in the morning. Back at the dike, Peeny would have liked a nice warm scolding right about then. He thought of his brother and sister in their warm beds, and of his dear father and mother. Oh, I won't let them be drowned. I'll stay out here until someone comes, even if it takes all night. Before long, the moon and stars shone brightly, looking down on the little lizard crouching on the stone side of the dike. His head was bent and his eyes were closed, but he stayed awake. Every now and then he rubbed the tail that held back the sea. I'll stand it somehow. I have to. And stand it he did. All night long. Oh, boy. Finally, early the next morning, a lizard walking to work along the top of the dike thought he heard something. Hmm, what's that? Who's there? He looked over the edge of the dike and saw a little lizard clinging to the side of the great wall. What is this? What's the matter, little one? Are you hurt? I'm keeping the water back. Tell them to come quickly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hang on. Help is coming. The alarm was spread. Lizards came from all over with shovels and cement, and the hole was soon filled. They carried Petey home to his parents, and before long, the whole city knew how he had saved their lives that night. To this day, they have never forgotten the brave little lizard of the lake. That was great, Liz. Ah, thanks. My grandma used to tell me that story all the time. You know, they only named him the Lizard of the Lake for alliteration purposes. Mm -hmm. Technically, he's the Lizard of the Sea. Thanks, Cammie. I I think the point is clear. Not to me. What does that have to do with racing? Perseverance, Spike. Little Petey knew he had to stick with his task if he wanted to save everybody. Just like MJ out there knows she has to stick with it if she wants to finish the race. Yeah, like it says in Hebrews uh, 12.2, let us run with perseverance, a race marked out for us. What's going on? Hey, something oh, happened. Oh, hey, look, somebody what went do you down. Think? Oh, oh, man, no. lots of people went down. Oh, Wait, MJ, is she down too? Oh, no, no, I okay. think there, Wait, she, is. Yeah, there, there she, she is. There she is. So many people. Oh, oh here she comes. Here she comes. We're at the Tureen High School track field where a big pileup of 10K runners has just occurred. Liz, Lucille, and the gang are very worried about Grandpa's friend and champion runner MJ Longrunner, who may have gone down with the other racers. Is MJ okay? Uh, there's too much confusion. I, I, I can't see. Oh, it oh sure goodness. looks bad. Oh, she's oh. all right. She's okay. Hey, hey, there she what? is. What? Oh, she's all right. I 
Like everybody's okay. They, they're all getting back into it. Yeah, yeah but MJ's in the lead. Right. Huh? Spike, slow and steady yeah. wins the race. Oh yes, but she still has to finish. She's gonna need the courage of Phidippides to do that. Oh no, no, Phidippides was a real person. And when it comes to perseverance, well, let me tell you, he was quite inspiring. Well, his story starts 2,500 years ago. That's when Darius of Persia had established an empire that, well, stretched across Asia and into Africa. I am truly monarch of all I survey. No trouble was, there was a lot of other kingdoms around that didn't see things Darius's way. Especially the accursed Greeks. Now, the Greeks were known far and wide for their skill in peace and courage in war. Darius made up his mind to make the Greeks his slaves. So he came up with a plan. I shall send a herald to them, demanding tributes of earth and water as symbols that the land and sea belonged to me alone. If they submit, good for them. But if they do not, all the better for me, for then I shall send my armies to destroy them. <laughs> So off the herald went. He presented Darius's demands at the Greek capital of Athens, whose leaders weren't exactly overjoyed to receive him. So what'd they do, Grandpa? Oh, they picked up the herald and threw him into a muddy ditch. <laughs> <laughs> there you will find both earth and water for your master. I take it Darius didn't respond very well to this rebuke. No, he didn't, Cammy. He assembled his vast army, readied his fleet, and set sail over the Aegean Sea towards Greece. Row, you dogs! Row! Well, when the Athenians caught wind of this, they knew their city was in trouble. They knew they needed help. But who will help us? Only one army stands a chance against the Persians. We must appeal to the Spartans. But Sparta is 140 miles to the south. How will we get word to them in time? Send for Phidippides. Phidippides was Greece's champion runner. He came straight away. My lords? Darius and his army are fast approaching. You must haste to Sparta and urge Sparta to come to our aid. I shall fly like the wind. So Phidippides ran. He scrambled up rocky paths, passed through shadowy gorges crossed rivers that ran over slippery stones. For two days and nights he ran, carrying the urgent plea. He reached Sparta, hungry, dusty, and footsore. I must speak to your leaders immediately. Phidippides explained the situation to the Spartan leaders, but though the Spartans were not afraid of Darius, they were envious and mistrustful of Athens. They looked at Phidippides in silence, and then smiled darkly and murmured among themselves while he stood waiting. We must not act in haste. We must think it over. Besides, our custom is never to fight when the moon is at the half. Wait until the moon is full. Then perhaps we will come. Needless to say, Phidippides wanted to scream at him and slap him upside the head. But there was no time. He had to let his countrymen know. Back over the hills and plains he rushed, fording the streams, clambering over boulders, threading his way through forests. 
He arrived in Athens with the word. The Spartans will not help us. We must depend upon ourselves. So Pheidippides took his long spear and his heavy shield and marched out with 10,000 men to meet the foe. It was one of the most famous battles in history and one of the most amazing underdog victories as well. Wait a minute, you mean the Greeks won? Oh, they sure did, despite being heavily outnumbered. They came down from the hills to meet the enemy, charging courageously, shouting terribly, clashing their arms dreadfully. For a while, the Persians stood fast, hurling their missiles, but at last the Greeks broke their line. When the day was over, Darius and his army were fleeing to their ships. The Greek general called Pheidippides. Take the news to Athens as fast as you can. Tell them of our victory. Already bone-tired, Pheidippides still flung down his shield and began to run like he'd never run before. He thought about his home and his worried people. His heart pounding, his temples throbbed, the muscles in his legs trembled, but he didn't stop. Not once, not even for a drink of water. One mile, five miles, ten, twenty, twenty-five miles, back to the city he went. The anxious citizens gathered around him as he staggered to the city center and gasped. Rejoice! We conquer! The Athenians shouted for joy, but Pheidippides sank to the ground. And that's where the tragic part of the story comes in. For when the people raised him in their arms, they saw he was dead. He died? Oh, that's so sad. Oh, yes it is. Sometimes finishing the race requires great sacrifice and demands a great price. But when you're running for the right reason... It's all worth it. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I hate to interrupt, yeah. but it looks like MJ's going to win. What? what? She's Whoa. in first place. Oh, MJ! Oh, she did it! She won! I'm glad MJ won. What a great example of the perseverance Grandpa talked about. That's important to remember when we feel like quitting a task because things get difficult, especially if that task is living for Jesus. Like it says in Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith.